0: You are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week we're talking about season three, episode 21 The Dawn Patrol. Original air date, April 13th, 2006, written by Mike Kelly and directed by Ian Toynton. Ryan heads to Albuquerque to invite his mom to high school graduation. Seth declines his love for summer. Ooh, Seth.
0: So frustrating,
1: Seth. So frustrating. And just, I mean, we'll talk about it as it goes on, too, because I also have after dark questions for you about Mm. this. Uh, but our scoop of the week provided by Michael is a root beer float mm. with vanilla ice cream, chocolate chips, and caramel. Right? I know. And so his explanation is the scoop of the week is a little different. I had a root beer float using vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips and caramel. I chose a float because we saw that Dawn is working at a diner and I like to associate diners with ice cream floats or milkshakes and burgers. Yes. I do too. Makes sense. I decided to go with a little spin on the traditional float and use vanilla ice cream with chocolate chips and caramel because the relationship between Dawn and Ryan is not your traditional mother-son relationship. Also, Taylor said she heard chocolate and sugar send endorphins to your brain, so that's a plus.
0: Yes. Good one, Mike. So clever. Yes,
1: I know. He's so good at this role. I'm so glad that he um enjoys it. And I hope he doesn't feel pressure to do it. because right? Like
0: we just threw it on him and he's like, ah, shit.
1: <laughs> I know. Kind of like Tish. She's been sending us trivia. She did it once. And we're like, you're our,
0: our, our, our trivia it. queen. And yeah. Like each week they're like panicked to get everything in. It's like, yeah, you guys can relax. Yeah. Like, bad, you know, though. please
1: don't feel the pressure. But we appreciate uh, when you guys do, as always. So, Liz, you liked this episode,
0: huh? I did. I felt it to. uh what are, what are the words I'm looking for? As much as it was like heavy, like there's a lot of shit that happens, and you're like, oh, it's so frustrating. It didn't, yeah, nearly frustrate me, frustrate me as much as last week. Interesting. I yeah, okay. I enjoyed like seeing Ryan kind of odd on his own and his element, and I liked the kind of twist of Marissa kind of like still having her moral compass which is great loved summer of course Seth Seth you know what as much as he was frustrating I found him to be way more frustrating last week this week I expected it I guess so I was like eh typical Seth This is so classic, Seth. And then hours later, you're like, kind of want Summer back. Why'd you do this in the first place? Well,
1: that's (laughs) what I want to discuss with you when we get there. Because, and I don't know if it's because of rewatching it. Does it, and because we know the outcome, Mm. is Seth, yes, he's frustrating. And yes, he's super shitty. But the fact that, you know, two episodes later, he's like, oh my God, I'm stupid. And I want her back. We're not going to drag this on.
0: Right, like I well, it will be dragged it, on, but right. I like I appreciate it for the story, but also I felt like why did you do like toy with our emotions, yeah, like that anyway. Well,
1: because he's stupid, right? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, all right, so let's get into this episode. It opens up. It's dinner time at the Cohen house. They're all working on dinner. Seth has become quite the grillsman. He's making swordfish, and it's funny. Swordfish look
0: very good.
1: Yeah, and he makes a joke about how there's no need to become a fisherman after all. Which is a dig towards Ryan.
0: Ryan was like, you know what? It probably wasn't the best path for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I like that
0: we brought it back to that. Like the the
1: things that we experience as the audience, they still experience as their inside jokes, and they know that they lived. Which I
0: enjoy. Yeah, there's not a lot of shows that do that. I know, but when they do, you're like, oh, okay, they get like what we were feeling at that time. Right.
1: And so Ryan, he pushes back with "Mm, do you think that lying to summer is such a good idea and they're talking in private kind of on the side and then kirsten and sandy they bring up the fact that graduation tickets have arrived and it's two per student and so then they start talking about how the nana was born for graduation she loves big celebrations like this and ryan offers that the nana can take his because Seth's tickets will be taken up by Kirsten and Sandy. And so Kirsten, she suggests that he should invite someone from his family.
0: Right, his family. so it's like, who you gonna choose if his dad's in jail and Trey and him don't really have a great relationship?
1: Yeah, Dawn and would be the only other option. That's right. And as we saw when Sandy flew out to see her for Ryan's birthday, she wasn't doing so hot right and she declined so ryan feels super awkward he heads to the pool house kirsten and sandy they kind of (laughs) talk and sandy says like i don't really think that this is such a good idea but kirsten says that dawn is changing and she's doing she's going to aa and she's trying to make herself better and you can definitely feel at this point that sandy and kirsten have tension She's digging towards Sandy because they haven't been connecting since all this situation's been going on with the hospital and Matt. So as we said, Ryan, he felt awkward. He heads to the pool house and Kirsten follows him. And she apologizes to Ryan saying, listen, I'm sorry that I brought up your mom and inviting her to graduation. And he asks her straight up, when Sandy saw her, how was she actually doing? And Kirsten said she wasn't that great. Right. And he goes, it's okay. I get why you're pushing this, but I'll go talk to her. I'll fly out. I'll go by myself. How bad can it be? And if I don't invite her, will I ever see her again?
0: Right. Because if he's going to Berkeley, like, he's, you know, he's going to be in college and there's not really a chance for him to, like, hang out with his mom. Like, we don't know where she's going to be.
1: Right. Right, exactly.
0: Going back to actually to Kirsten. Yeah. Um, I almost felt like she was looking at it as like in addicts, like an addict that's a mom because now she knows firsthand what it's like to be distant from your children because of your illness. And so I think she was like, "Oh, well, you know, don't she get to see her son graduate?" And then when she said it to Ryan, I think she was like, "Oh shit!" And like and then she goes to a, kind of apologize to him. And I was like, "Oh, it makes sense to me that she would be the one to be like, have your mom come and like so she would understand, like what it's like to get sober. Yeah, and of try course. And, like build rebuild your relationship with your child. So I was like, "Oh, I wonder if they like poetically did that a little bit." <laughs> it made more sense to me when I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god!" this came to a revelation about Kirsten, and now like I'm saying it, I'm like doesn't sound as
1: good. But- no, I I definitely agree with you because we saw Kirsten go through this and we see what, I mean, Kirsten, she goes to AA. She goes yeah. to meetings. And so the fact that she knows that Dawn is doing that, she knows what it's like to be an addict. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kirsten, how much she loves her sons. And of course she would want to be there on graduation. So she could only think of, I'm sure Ryan's mom would love to see him graduate as well. Right. And know the progress of her son because that's what keeps you going at the end of the day. Right. Okay. So let's start with Ryan's story. So the next morning after dinner, we see Ryan. He's getting ready to leave for Albuquerque. And Kirsten comes in. She made him a big brown bag lunch. And she booked him. I know. And she booked him a car service to get him around Albuquerque because she worries enough
0: love it she's like a little care package I know son
1: I know and she again offers are you sure you don't want me to go with you and he's like no I'm sure I need to do this by myself and this is the part where we also find out that Dawn has been working in a diner right because last episode we're like is she still in Albuquerque we don't even know where she is Yeah, because she
0: disappears Sandy says come back to Newport and then we never hear from her again
1: right uh So he heads out. Before he leaves, though, we have a really sweet Kirsten and Ryan moment. They hug. She wishes him a good trip. And she's like, listen, whatever happens at the end of the day, you have one proud mother who's watching you graduate. Mm,
0: So sweet. So sweet.
1: So Ryan arrives in Albuquerque. He arrives at the diner. He's looking for his mom. But it turns out her shift doesn't start until later. So, he strikes up a conversation with another waitress who is named Chloe. Did you remember Chloe? Yeah,
0: when I first saw her, I didn't remember, like, what happens with her. But as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah. Even though I don't even remember what happened with her, just her, the, the actress is very familiar. Yeah. So yeah. So, I was like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, at first, <laughs> She's Ryan... She's cute. She's cute. Yeah. So, at first, Ryan, he's being very vague. You know, he's like, I'm looking for Dawn. I'm just a friend of hers. And she's like, really? Because Dawn has a son that's about your age, who's living in uh, a wealthy part in Newport, because he mentions the hotel he's staying in.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, that's a nice hotel. Yeah. Dawn's friends wouldn't be able to afford a hotel like that. (laughs)
1: Right, so she figures it out pretty quick. And Ryan, he admits to it. And she says, Dawn is going to flip out when she sees you, her shift starts later in the evening. So, how old do you
0: think Chloe is?
1: I would say probably
0: nineteen, twenty. That's what I was figuring too. Yeah, she doesn't. I, she looks older to me than that, but like, I'm trying to put myself in like the situation, like, well, she's probably not that much older than Ryan.
1: I'm thinking twenty.
0: Yeah, twenty the most,
1: right? or maybe twenty-one because she does. Oh, right, because she can. She can buy yeah.
0: alcohol. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. maybe twenty-one. Yeah. You get it, Rye.
1: Yeah, right? So later that (laughs) evening, he heads back to the diner. He sees his mom working. He's looking through the window. And we see Dawn. She's carrying trays of food out. But then we see her get pulled onto this big burly guy's lap. And so this automatically turns Ryan off. He walks away. And Chloe catches him. And she asks, why aren't you coming in? And if you're not going in, do you want to go somewhere and talk?
0: Yeah. Funny, funny, yes. So he's talk? like, so he's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Because what else is he gonna do? He's in Albuquerque, yeah, right? he's by himself.
1: So him and Chloe, they head to a bar. They're drinking beer. They make jokes of like, hey, don't tell your mom that uh, we're doing this. And he mentions that the guy that he saw Dawn with is making him nervous. And Chloe assures him that listen, he might look scary, but he's got a great heart.
0: Right, he's a good guy deep down even though he looks like he would hurt someone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, don't judge him just because of how he looks. So then this song comes on, and Chloe loves this song, so she gets excited. She asks... She would. I know. She asks Ryan to dance, and they start slow dancing, and Ryan's like, I did not expect this trip to go the way it's going. So then shoot to a scene they're making out and they sleep together.
0: I loved this scene because I loved that the music was still in the background like mm-hmm. that country s- swag like twang. I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is kind of hot." Yeah. You know, cuz I'm thirsty for Ryan as always, but I was just like, "Oh, I like I like free single non-committal Ryan." It's just good. It's just good to watch.
1: No, it is good and it's also mutual.
0: Mutual. Exactly. They both
1: know exactly what's happening here and they're both on the same page. For once Ryan's on the same page with someone in terms of uh hooking up with them. Yeah. But after they're done, she's getting ready to leave and she sees the two graduation tickets on the nightstand and she's like, Oh, is that why you're here? Are you gonna ask your mom to graduation? And he says, Yeah, Kind of. And she's like, okay, well, don't worry. I'm not going to tell Don anything, and thank you for the company. So Mm -hmm. at this point, he calls Seth about his hookup. That
0: was funny. He's like, yeah, I just hooked uh, hooked up with a waitress. Well, I just, again,
1: (laughs) I love Seth and Ryan's relationship of the fact that Ryan would call Seth to be like, yeah, I just hooked up with this girl, and this is what I'm feeling. And then him and Seth, they have this such a great bromance. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he's on the phone with Seth and Seth's like, listen, you flew all the way out to Albuquerque. You're going to take a flight home. That doesn't make sense. I mean, a flight home early. It doesn't make sense. Be a man and at least pop in. Someone's got to be a man. And, yeah, <laughs> and Ryan's on. like, are you still lying to everyone and about everything? Which was very funny.
2: Yeah.
0: And Seth's like, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so... He says, like, Summer is very headstrong about wanting answers. If I tell her the truth, she won't go. And so this phone call kind of acted like a pep talk for both boys. Right. So Ryan decides, you know what, I will stay. He visits Dawn the next morning at the diner. She mm-hmm. runs over to him. She hugs him. I teared him.
0: up. I teared up. Yeah.
1: yeah, she's so excited. And she has tears in her eyes. And she does not let Ryan get a word in. She tells him that she's so excited about graduation, and Chloe told her everything. Chloe. I know. Like, <laughs> dude, that was not cool. And Ryan's just like, Are you kidding oh my me? God. <laughs> yeah, because Ryan at this point hasn't made the decision if this is what he wants to do. Right. And so, Dawn, she's just so excited, but her boss is up her ass about getting food out. And. She's like, I'm just so glad to see you, Ryan. And thank you so much for asking me.
0: So sweet.
1: I know. So because Dawn is so excited, we see her and Chloe talking in the locker room. They're discussing outfits. And Chloe's like, you should definitely treat yourself to a great dress. Ryan comes into the diner and he says, like, you don't need to buy anything. Like, mom, you're fine. And she also makes a a question to say, like, listen, I was thinking I really want to take everyone to dinner.
0: I know. This is so sweet. She's like, not fancy, obviously, but. Yeah, but I
1: still want to treat everyone. And then she gets a call from her boyfriend. And so we see her interacting via phone with her new guy. And she says to Ryan, it's okay, I bring a friend, right? (gasps) he's like
0: yeah "Yeah, sure I got an extra ticket like oh,
1: I don't know I get like at this point I get that Dawn's excited and I get inviting your mom I don't know if I was Dawn if I would think it was appropriate to bring someone new I'm dating
0: yeah right but it's Dawn and I guess she just a comfort yeah right and she's so wrapped up in even being invited to the graduation that I don't think she's thinking clearly with anything she's just so excited to like get there yeah like okay if I just get to Newport like we'll be okay
1: right I know
0: and she was so genuinely happy to see him like even the second day yeah just as much as she was the first day when she saw him again like the way she just greeted him the second day she just so happy to see her son like that's her whole world
1: uh, I so sad. thought it was interesting when Chloe says she's sorry for ruining the surprise. Oh, she's sorry, though. She just I... couldn't help it. Yeah. And then she continues with, You were going to invite her, right? Shitster. Yeah. So at this point, Ryan is not feeling great about this situation. Dawn and Chloe end up going on a shopping spree. They show up to Ryan's hotel and they have this dress, which reminded me of something from Pizzazz. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Pizazz is a dress store here on Long Island with, like, loads of, like, prom dresses and 16s and bar and bat mitzvah, well, not bat mitzvah dresses. Like, it's just very formal, but also very Long Island. Yeah. You know? You guys know what we mean.
1: But this this dress definitely is something Dawn would wear.
0: Totally. It's... Nothing that Kirsten... Kirsten. Kirsten. Nothing Kirsten would wear. Yeah. And it's...
1: You know, it's a blue and it's got rhinestones and it's low cut. And she even makes a point. It's nothing Kirsten would wear. It's a little low cut. And Ryan cuts her off and he's like, listen, I got an earlier flight home. And the thing about graduation, it's just a boring ceremony. It turns out Seth Seth and I are just going to blow it off.
0: Yeah. And she gets the, the picture.
1: Yeah, and Real he's quick. yeah, and he's like, listen, I can come visit you after graduation, or you can come in the summer. It's just you don't need to worry about this. And she cuts him off, and she's like, Ryan, you don't need to lie to me. I have Ugh. never been ashamed of my family, and clearly you are. So she storms off, and Chloe's just standing there so awkwardly because I mean I would too because now she just witnessed Ryan and Dawn having this altercation. And he says to her, My mom never changes. She tries to get help, then she meets a lowlife. And Chloe stops him, which I liked this because she's like, Hey,
0: a piece of her mind. Yeah. She's
1: like, Hey, that lowlife hasn't had a drink in 12 years. They actually met in rehab, and he's a really good guy for her.
0: Yeah. And he's like, Well, I didn't know that. She's like, Well, you never asked.
1: He's like, I need to head to the airport. And she's like, I'll give you a ride. I made this mess. But, yeah, you did. But, yeah, but <laughs> before I drop you off, I need to show you something first. So she takes Ryan to the diner, and she shows him Don's locker. And the whole locker is just pictures of Ryan and stuff that Kirsten has sent to her that has to do with Ryan. They have their Christmas card in there, yeah. his old baseball photo, the invite to his 18th birthday party Aww. at the bait shop. And she's like ryan you're her whole life and so dawn enters and she's like don't judge me because my eyes are red i wasn't drinking it's because i was crying
0: yeah oh
1: i know and it she's really trying and she says i'm trying to hold it together and you know i'm doing the best i can and finally ryan realizes like okay my mom is trying
0: yeah and they hug it out and it's so sweet
1: they do. And he's like, you know, I might live in Newport, but I'm still your kid after all. Right. Which resonated. And so him and Chloe, they leave. And he thanks her, like, hey, your little intervention for the family actually worked. And then she kisses him on the cheek. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye, Ryan.
1: When when this happens in TV shows, the kiss on the cheek always, I just don't like the kiss on the cheek. <laughs>
0: I don't like kisses on the cheek.
1: No, I don't like kisses on the cheek with stuff like this. Like the goodbye kiss on the cheek of, bye, it's been cool, or it's been rad, or we're not actually a couple, or anything. It's just right. like the random, the lingering, like the last little linger I have to give you to remind you of what you witnessed and had.
0: Right, but also like not go too much and kiss you on the lips. Right. <laughs> just just a tender,
1: tender little kiss on the cheek.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's head over to seth Summer.
1: The first we see of Seth and Summer post-breakup, they're both at school. Seth is eyeing Summer. She looks really sad. He looks really sad. And of course, Taylor, she oversees both of them looking sad and she knows something's up. Yeah. So she heads over to Summer and she's trying to spit all this positivity towards her. And Summer's like, listen, Taylor, I don't want any of that. And she tries to give advice. And Summer's like, I just don't understand. How could he lead me on? So we get into Brown together. And then all of a sudden, he decides we shouldn't go together. And two years ago on that coffee, coffee cart, he declared his love for me. And none of this makes sense. And Taylor, she makes a point to say, yes, I remember that. You didn't see me, but I was there.
0: Right. uh, Another thing for like the audience, like, oh, Taylor just shows up at the school, but like, no, guys, she's been there the whole time. (laughs) She,
1: She was there the entire time. And this pep talk or not really a pep talk, but this talk that she has with Taylor actually inspires her. And she's like, you're right. He's hiding something. I have a plan.
0: Right. Because she's like, there's no way that he gets this. And then just dumps me like I'm way hotter than him. And there's just no way that Seth would ever let this go. There has to be something wrong. He's hiding from me.
1: Well, he didn't even really give her an explanation either of just the fact of, oh, I don't think I want to go to Brown anymore. But you still should.
0: Right. And so she just assumed and took that as, okay. so you don't want to be where I am. So therefore you don't want to be with me. Let me break this off. Right. But no, in Seth fashion, he doesn't say anything To make her feel comforted by this at all. And so she's forced to break up with him.
1: Yeah. So in class, Summer, she's trying to get Seth's attention. And Seth isn't noticing. So then she starts laughing out loud. And she tells the teacher that Seth is making a joke. And he's doing a very funny impression of the teacher. And so both of them get called out. They get in trouble. And they're heading to Dr. Kim's office. And... As they're in the hallway, Seth is like, "Woman, what is your problem?" And she's like, "Listen, the breakup is off,
0: right?" And she's like, "This is the only way I knew how to get your attention, right? By like getting them in detention." Like, well,
1: the other uh, thing is, I don't understand. I guess he's either a ignoring her phone calls I guess. or has he not showed up to her house? None of these right. other outlets have worked. This was the only thing to do, is for both of them to get detention. So,
0: right? Yeah. I- I was The scene was a little cringy for me. I was like, oh, come on, Summer. Just be stronger. But obviously, she wants to figure out what's up with him. So she right. does whatever she can.
1: Right. So her plan is the breakup is off because I originally broke up with you. I'm calling it off, and you need to explain to me why you don't want to be with me. Glad to have you back, babe. Right. And she goes, I'm going to enter Dr. Kim's office first, give you some time to think, and then you can follow suit. He- so... Because now they're back together. Seth, he, uh, after school, visits visits Summer in her room. And he goes, well, since you unbroke up with me, now the ball's in my court. I'm going to break up with you. And I'm sorry, but I feel this is best. And he goes, I guess now you'll
0: never know. I know. When he said that, I was like, fuck you, Seth. (laughs) Now you're making it, like, just. Ugh, I'm so unnecessarily like nasty like you did not need to add that in to fuel her fire even more like you broke up with her well you made her break up with you and now you're gonna treat her this way like you, he's like I've been trying to say nothing this whole time so I don't say any other lies or anything stupid it's like you're saying literally every time you open up your mouth you say something stupid
1: and the way he said it too just made it seem like a game yeah Like keep chasing me. Find out. Yeah, that's not how this works. Right. Asshole. Yeah, asshole. (laughs) So Taylor comes over and she asks Summer, "Do you still love him? And did he say he didn't love you? Because the big factor here is that if he never said that, love trumps fear and love trumps everything." So I can scheme something if you're down. And so Summer decides that she's open to a little scheming. So Taylor calls Seth, and Seth is in his bedroom. He's laying with Captain Oates. He's asking Captain Oates, did you get into Brown? <laughs> Which is cute. And she, he picks up the phone, and he's like, hey, Taylor. And she's like, listen, detention is being held in the student lounge. And Seth's like, okay, why are you calling me? Like, how do you know this? And she's like, oh, it's my duty as proctor. And you better not be late or I'll have to give you a tardy.
0: (laughs) Tardy. The tardies. that, That word. I know. So
1: the big elaborate plan is Seth enters the student lounge and it's completely covered with balloons. It
0: looks like Valentine's Day. It does
1: (laughs) and Hershey kisses as weights and it's pink.
0: That was a nice setup.
1: I know and it's pink and it's red and it's totally love everywhere and then it says the kissing booth for $10. So Summer is recreating the moment when Seth stirred on the coffee cart and confessed his love to her and so Summer she's Struggling to get on top of the coffee cart. And Seth's like, what are you doing? And she goes, no, I know you're afraid, but you're missing the key ingredient of this breakup. And I'm going to ask you, and if you can honestly tell me you don't love me anymore, then I will leave you alone and I will not bother you. And so Seth, he pauses and then he goes, I just don't love you anymore.
0: Yep. This is so unnecessary. I'm I, sorry. Ian Toyton and whoever, Michael Kelly, whoever wrote this episode. <laughs> Y'all, this is not necessary. Do you think it's it just, just shows
1: how immature and young he is?
0: I guess. I mean, if that's what they're going for, then they nailed it on the head. But And, if and,
1: just- <laughs> and also someone who's just so in- inexperienced with...
0: Yeah, it's... Ugh, I don't know. It is just... It was, was but it's hard to watch without screaming and wanting to strangle him.
1: I know, but it also hits you in the gut. It's really hurtful because Summer feels it. It's like she gets punched in the gut. She's like, oh my God. And she gets down and Seth tries to say something to her. And she's like, no. Don't. And she just sits on the floor and Taylor is there to comfort her.
0: I love this. But the
1: kicker is her and Seth still have to sit in detention together. I
0: know. So I'm like, oh, God, I could not even look him in the face. How am I going to go sit for however many hours in the same room as him and, like, not be hysterically crying or wanting to vomit? Yeah. Or, like, like you just... I can't even imagine. I, I would be so just just devastated. Yeah.
1: So, Marissa. Marissa. Let's go over to our girl, Marissa. We
0: first see her.
1: She is getting out of the shower. And Volchuk just makes himself comfortable and enters her bedroom. I'm and shocked. he says that he spoke to the maid and he has his way and he can pretty much schmoozed her to get in. And Marissa, she's in a robe and Volchuk is trying to get some sexy time. He's trying to get in that robe as fast as possible because he was in Baja last time we saw them and Marissa, she stayed back for the college sweatshirt party. So Julie, she interrupts this. She enters and Volchuk tries to shake her hand and she's like, get that grimy paw away from me. (laughs) And... She says, like, you know, listen, you personify everything that's bad for her. She kicks him out, and Marissa, she claps back and she's like, Do you want to sleep with him too?
0: Yeah, I know. But Marissa, to give her props, I feel like she was trying to be like a respectful daughter by getting Voltak to be like, No we can't do this here it's not yeah, right and then of course julie comes in and then when julie tells her oh you can't see him anymore that's when marissa's like oh no right you don't tell me what to do like we were so close and then julie has to say something like very motherly and marissa just loses it she's like "No, i'm now i'm super defiant just like i was before good job mom
1: and, and also very typical with teenagers you tell them yes. not to do something and they're going to do and the exact do opposite it Julie, she gets it. She's like, he's hot. I get it. But um, he's not good for you. This is not good. So, of course, like we said, this doesn't resonate with Marissa just yet. She shows up to Volchuk's place. He answers the door. He's like, oh, did you forget your watch again? And she's like, ha ha, actually, can we hang out? And he's like, you're not going to go to school. And she's like, eh, second semester, senior year it doesn't really matter
0: yeah and i almost felt like volchuk took this as maybe you disagree but like oh her mother told her i was a bad idea so now he knows that marissa's there because of that
1: oh 100 and not that he
0: minds but i feel like he either was like one of two ways like the first way like oh marissa's here i'm excited she wants to see me or Marissa's here. She's only doing this because her mom told her not to. Either way, he's okay with it. No,
1: I think it's the, to spite.
0: Yeah, the spite thing. And he's like, I wonder if he was like, man, I wish she wouldn't come here out of spite from her mom. But I mean, knows, it's Volchuk. He,
1: yeah, I mean, he continues to say, if you're going to stay, then stay.
0: Yeah, like, just stay, okay, if you're going to hang out.
1: Right. So we shoot over. We see Volchuk and Marissa. They're in his bed. They're getting it on, making out, doing all the good stuff and there's a knock at the door and Volchuk thinks it's his drop. It's his drug <laughs> dealer and Marissa, she hears that it's Julie
0: yeah, screaming she's like, her name
1: <laughs> and so Marissa, she's wrapped up in the blanket. She goes and hides and she enters and she's like, listen up Tommy Lee, you're just an experiment and when she's done with you and realizes how pretty much shitty you are she will come running back to me. And I love this. I love that Julie fought for Marissa. I also love that Marissa overheard her mother saying these things about her.
0: Right. I wonder if, now I'm just like literally dissecting every little scene, but I wonder if Julie knew that Marissa was secretly there and like said, not that she wouldn't have said that anyway, but like kind of like, here's my lesson, like, and you'll come back when you're ready because mommy loves you. Mommy, well, would I do anything think for you,
1: I think her saying it, she would have said it anyway. Yeah, but either
0: way, she would have said it.
1: She definitely knows Marissa's there. I yeah. mean, we know where we know where Marissa is, and she knows where she is, and she knows her daughter.
0: Right.
1: It's like a typical Marissa thing to do. And so, Julie leaves. Marissa comes out, and she's like, "Oh, that's my mom." And he's like, "I gotta go get some beer."
0: Yeah, kind of. I feel like it kind of affected him a little bit.
1: It definitely she, affected him.
0: Yeah, was she pretty much called him like this low life. Tommy Lee and like, you know, you're not you're not gonna be with my daughter. This is not gonna work. And instead of like going to hop back into bed with Marissa, he's like, Nah, I'm gonna get some beer and like take a second to myself because I think that that shook him a little bit. He it made him upset.
1: Well, yeah, because when's the last time he had to deal with parents?
0: Yeah, well, that too. But I think he truly does like Marissa a lot more than he wants to let like let on. Oh, he 100% does. Yeah. 100%. not having her mom's approval as much as, like, he says it doesn't bother him. It probably really does. Yeah. So,
1: Marissa, she's asleep in Volchok's bed, and his friends enter, and it's super loud because they're having a party, and he wakes her up, gives her a beer, and she's like, isn't it a little early to have a party? But anyway, we see all of his friends, and then we see Heather. Oh, hey, girl. If you guys don't remember, Heather was the girl that just antagonized Marissa at Newport Union. She's the one who kept giving the finger guns to her.
0: Did we know that they were friends?
1: Well, I no, but it makes sense. I mean, it you, can ass- sense. you can assume
0: that she'd be in that type of crowd. Yeah. But the shitty crowd. Like, oh, I don't remember if they ever <laughs> show them being friends beforehand. But a, either yeah, way. I'm
1: not sure. Um, But Heather, she ends up getting drunk. She's dancing and in the corner and she's very, very drunk at this point. And the boys are kind of like egging her on, like take off your clothes and all that. So the one of the goon berries, The (laughs) the other dudes, he goes to grab Heather another beer and he roofies the beer And And Marissa Marissa, sees. Yep. Marissa sees this and she sees him bring the beer to Heather and he's pretty much forcing it down her throat.
0: Right. Like chug this beer. So. This is so hard to watch.
1: I know. And so Marissa, she's watching all this happen. She sees the boys bring Heather outside. And at this point, she's getting a call from Julie, which she chooses to ignore because she follows the boys outside and she sees that there a couple of them are hovering in front of the van and then she knows Heather is inside the van and she's like hey guys I left my jacket in the van and is it okay if I just grab it and they're like no you don't need it right now and she said oh Volchuk said I could get it and she sees that they're they're taking turns taking advantage of Heather she's passed out Her clothes are coming off. So bad. Yeah. And so she shuts that down quick and we see her putting uh, Heather's clothes back on, which I was like, thank God for Marissa.
0: Thank God for Marissa. I know. But like, but then they like push her and stuff like it's not. Oh, yeah. No, there could have gotten herself in a very bad situation. Yes. But luckily she didn't.
1: (laughs) And thank God that Marissa wasn't that drunk. Like, she can hold herself and was aware of her surroundings and was noticing what was happening.
0: Yeah. Do you think that uh, they gave Heather something even before they roofied her? Because she seemed to be, like, the only seriously drunk one there. Yeah. Unless she was on, like, maybe some other type of drug or something like that. But she just seemed to be, like, the one everyone was, like, Whispering about and watching and like
1: I No, I she I just thought, seemed
0: like way more drunk than everyone else.
1: Originally I thought she was drugged and drunk, but yeah. then when he when we visually see him put something in her beer, I'm like, Oh maybe she was just really drunk and this is the first time he's roofing her, but I was like, There's no way. She's gotta be on something else.
0: Something else, yeah.
1: Right. Last but not least, Sandy. <laughs>
0: Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> and the hospital
1: situation. There's a lot of back and forth in this episode between Sandy, Griffin, and Matt. Mm. First, Griffin and Sandy meet up. And Matt isn't giving in. He wants money. Which I feel like this is the back and forth has been happening for so right, long. We,
0: we did this already.
1: But whatever. Yeah. So Sandy's like, listen, I'll let the cops deal with this. And he goes, nope, I'm making Matt my problem and so Griffin's like, well, good luck to both of you. So then Matt and Sandy meet up, and Matt gives Sandy a projection of his earnings. And pretty much what he wants is in a severance package. And what he's going to do is blackmail Griffin.
0: Right, because he still has that proof. He still has
1: the <laughs> proof, and he's going to say, I will, give, I will give the proof to Griffin if Griffin pays me the money, right? So not only is this tension super high, and like we said, Sandy and Kirsten have been on the rocks for quite some time at this point. She calls him and she says that, you know, you left, you've been leaving early and you don't say goodbye. You'd be coming home late and you don't let me know you're coming home. You don't kiss me goodnight or anything. And she goes, Sandy, I need you to come home tonight. I need you home by seven. We're so disconnected. And Sandy agrees. You're right.
2: We
0: need to talk about this.
1: Yeah. So Matt and Sandy, they talk again. And it turns out that Griffin will pay him the money for the evidence, for for what he has on him. And (laughs) Matt's like, with the money, I'm going to start my own business in Chicago. Great for you, Matt. Mm -hmm. So happy for you. So the night that he's going to meet with Griffin... Sandy decides without Matt or Griffin knowing that he's going to show up in the parking lot, the sketchy yeah. parking lot.
0: Luckily he did.
1: Luckily he did. But Kirsten calls Sandy because she made this beautiful dinner and she set up candles yeah. for date night at 7 PM. And Sandy did not show up. And we see Sandy looking at his phone, seeing that Kirsten is calling him. He does not. Oh, I pick thought up.
0: It, it said no service.
1: Oh, did it say no service?
0: I thought it did. I could be wrong, though. I was like, oh. Or maybe he, he gets a voicemail. He's not answering. Gets yeah, a like voice he doesn't mail? pick up. OK.
1: Yeah. Um, either way, he wasn't there by yeah, seven. <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> he's not there. So Sandy's waiting in the car. He sees Matt get out. And so then Sandy gets out. And he goes over to Matt's car. And he opens up the back seat of the door. But now Griffin and Matt don't see this happening. Griffin gives Matt the money and then Sandy enters and he's like, oh, this was all a bluff. There's no actual files. Pretty much Sandy is saving Matt's ass and Matt is. Otherwise
0: this guy was going to like kill him. Yeah. Just beat the shit out of him again.
1: Right. And so Matt is like, well, yeah, I figured if he knew he was guilty, he would pay up anyway. And Sandy's like, so you never had any evidence. And he's like, well, well, you know, and and Griffin's like you're wasting my time, yeah, Ramsey. So he takes off. Sandy gives him severance pay, and Sandy he has the files.
0: Yeah, he's like, uh huh, I got this. Thank goodness we could have done this like two episodes ago.
1: We could have done this never and ne- just well never. never. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right, but we could have. We probably could have done this last week. Yeah, when Matt comes to see Sandy, yeah, we could have just summed it up then.
1: We could have just summed whatever. this up. I know. Um, But like we said, that Kirsten's at home, and she's super upset. She reaches for a bottle of wine that is underneath the sink. And all I kept thinking to myself was, why is there alcohol in the house? Yeah. Who bought that bottle of wine?
0: Right. Either Kirsten did at, like, a time where she, like, thought she was going to need it. Or they got it, you know, as a gift or something. But, like, yeah, you're, you know shouldn't be keeping that in the house if you have someone who could potentially open it up yeah and, <laughs> and it's, start triggering their addiction again and it's not even hidden it's underneath the sink in the kitchen right super so maybe accessible it wasn't hers because i feel like she would have had a better hiding place which is sad because maybe then then i'm like oh you know if she's trying to get sober she wouldn't need to have like a hiding place uh, i don't know
1: i don't know but she ends up opening it and she does pour it down the sink yeah, entire lovely. bottle which
0: i'm like oh the whole bottle of wine
1: yeah i know, <laughs> I know but i'm thankful that she didn't drink waste. it yeah you know so the final scenes seth comes home uh and he enters the kitchen and he kind of talks to kirsten and obviously she just wants someone to talk to all he wants is to talk to ryan And she's like, well, Ryan's not home just yet. (laughs)
0: He's like, is Ryan home yet? Like, I miss my friend. I need to talk to him. (laughs) I
1: know. Uh, We see Sandy looking over the files, and he puts them away in his safe. Right. Julie, she's at home. She's having a cocktail, and Marissa comes home crying.
0: Also teared up, too.
1: Goes right for Julie
0: to be comforted.
1: I know. I'm sorry. Uh, we have Taylor and Summer in Summer's room. And Taylor's being really sweet. She's being a good friend. She's trying to make her feel better. And Summer just rests her head on her shoulder saying, he doesn't love me.
0: I love this friendship, though.
1: Like, I love know it, that too. It was
0: developing, but Taylor was really mm-hmm. great in this episode. She, she really was. really there for Summer. I mean, yep. Seth and Summer are her only friends. So, I mean, well, Ryan could be her friend, too, but. She just, she cares about them. And Summer needed her because Marissa has been, well, last week was a good progression for them, but this week, not so much. Yeah. They're distant.
1: And then the final scene, Ryan gets home, he enters the pool house, and Seth is sitting there in the dark. And he's like, hey, welcome back, buddy. How is your mom? And... Ryan's like, were you really just waiting here the whole time to ask me how my mom was? And he's like, listen, I think I made the worst mistake of my life. We need a plan. I need to get summer back. So here's here's the thing, right? We see, like I said, at the top of the show. Is it because I know how it pans out and because this lasted two episodes, does it not really affect me as much? Like, like I said, Seth was still annoying and Seth. Spoiler, is my shittiest this week. But <laughs> witnessing this, I'm like, well, it doesn't hit as hard.
0: It doesn't. I just feel like it was just Stupid. a waste of time.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it just shows how Seth operates, and it's he's very frustrating to deal with at times.
0: Yeah. It needs to change.
1: It does need to change. <laughs> uh, but let's take a short break. We have a lot of questions and comments oh, to get yay.
0: to. Hey you! I have something exciting to share. What if I told you that we were running a very special offer? Good! I have your attention our network is turning four. I am sure you have heard of Patreon by now, but if you haven't, it's a website where you can support your favorite creators like us. This platform is essential in allowing us to produce all those pods that you enjoy. Maybe you've thought about pledging, but just haven't followed through yet. Now is your chance to join our Patreon family. For the month of May, new members can receive over 35% off our IT3 Podcast Network subscription. That's right! For only 4 dollars you will be able to experience all of our bonus content that you're currently missing out on. Those perks include the ability to listen to our episodes a day early and without those pesky ads, hang out with us during our Zoom meetings and Netflix parties, access to our Patreon-exclusive podcasts such as Riverpod and my new mini-pod, Crashing Down with Liss, a Roswell-inspired podcast. In addition to all this, we think you'll truly enjoy getting to know everyone and form some pretty cool relationships. This is a limited time offer, and we would love to have you become part of our fam. Whether you choose to join or not, we still love each and every one of our listeners and appreciate all the support you have given us throughout these years. Come on, just think about it. We'll be here.
1: Welcome back from break we're gonna go into our trivia and comments and questions first up is our tea with our girl tish,
2: tish.
1: leticia underscore dominique on instagram this was the least viewed episode of the season with 4.33 million views wow. it has a rating of 7.6 on imdb and a 9.6 on tv.com the guy who was the rapist accomplice, dude waiting outside the van, is portrayed by J.D. Pardo, who is also in the Twilight franchise. He played Noel in Breaking Dawn Part Two. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with Seth? Couldn't say. I get that he's a kid, and we forget that sometimes, but he could have had—he could have saved everyone so much trouble, hurt, and pain if he just told the truth. Yep. Julie made parent mistake number one for ridding your child from seeing someone that will drive them straight into their arms. Yep. I totally forgot that that guy spiked Heather's beer. That scene where the guy spikes the beer reminds me of the time Peyton was yep. drugged in OTH and the dudes even look familiar.
0: Totally. Yeah, that's the Thank first you, thought I had titch. was One Tree Hill. I mean, but it happens so, unfortunately, so frequently on TV shows and, um, of course, in Real Life, but yeah. I I thought of a Peyton I thought of Peyton like
1: automatically, yeah I know. Uh, over to N Shelton five one six Nicole I hate that Kirsten and Sandy are in a weird funk right now. I want the good old Kirsten and Sandy back. Yeah, I'm so glad Kirsten dumped that bottle of wine out. She was opening it and I kept saying no no no. Mm-hmm. Same. Seth, come on, really? I really didn't think he would tell Summer that he didn't love her. Way to stomp on her heart. I mean, I guess I understand what he's trying to do, but I feel like he's hurting her and himself more in the process.
0: Yeah, like there, he didn't have to. Like that's like the worst thing you could say. I don't oh, love yeah. you anymore. That's the, that's it. If you don't love someone, that's it.
1: <laughs> and the worst thing is when you say it and you actually don't and you mean don't it. Mean so mean how it? do you? How do you come back from that and say, oh, actually, this was all just an elaborate, weird lie web I got myself into. I actually do love you. How do you ever believe anything they say ever again? Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and he's had that t- a track record of lying. So Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad
1: Marissa followed those guys and saved Heather. I like that Marissa is potentially starting to come around, but I have a feeling it won't last long. And I love the Taylor and Summer moment at the end when Summer laid her head on Taylor's shoulder. I'm glad they are building more of a friendship. I think that's all for now. Thanks again, ladies. Thank
0: you. Thanks, Nicole.
1: Going over to our girl, Vic, at Muse Chick. She says, hey, ladies, hope you're having a good day. That scene with Summer and Taylor was hilarious. Summer didn't want to talk, and then she talks in her on her own, and thanks, Taylor. I thought it was funny. They referenced that Taylor was at Harbor two years ago. Summer is so funny. She even kissed him like her and Seth didn't have a huge fight. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared there for a second when I saw Kirsten grab a bottle of wine. Oh, my God. As soon as I saw those big, beautiful balloons, the big kisses, and the cart, I was already crying because I knew Seth was going to break Summer's heart. I'm glad Taylor was there for Summer. Also, glad julie just hugged marissa without saying anything yeah same i was wondering have either one of you ever been on a motorcycle um i haven't i don't think so actually why do you think sandy holds
0: on to those papers oh because he's gonna he's gonna get griffin in trouble at this point let's just do it (laughs) he knows griffin is bad We've known this since he beat the shit out of Matt and even before that. So, yeah, yeah, that. Not that I even remember what happens, but I could just assume that Sandy, being the lawyer that he is, would take that shit and report it. <laughs>
1: right. Do you like that Julie went to Volchuk's place? I feel like Marissa needed to hear everything Julie said. Uh, yeah. I like it because, again, it shows that Julie's stepping up, being a mom. Right. She's fighting for her daughter. Thank you, Vic. Over to our buddy, our ice cream correspondent. Mike. Mike, Dell underscore Vasto. Hey, Michelle and Liz. I wanted to thank everyone for writing in their comments about my ice cream choices being good. I try hard to think about what pairs with the episode, so I'm glad people are enjoying it.
0: Aw, well, we're enjoying it the most. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Mike.
1: You're the best. <laughs> I laughed at the callback from when Ryan was going to work on a boat. I can't believe that was only the start of season three. Feels longer yeah. ago. I love the scene where Julie went to try and find Marissa at Volchuk's. Her whole exchange with him is so good. One of Julie's best moments. I had originally thought it happened last episode. I was confused when it didn't. (laughs) I think it was really important for Marissa to overhear that, and Julie knew she was there and was listening to her. Julie is many things, but you have to admit she is protective of her children in a way a mother should be.
0: It's true. Yeah.
1: Everything she does is for her family. She's very similar to Cersei from Game of Thrones in that way, and I respect her character. what a comparison. (laughs) Wow. Julia's MVP this episode, but Marissa is a close second. She saved Heather, even though she was a huge bitch to Marissa when she started at Newport Union. Yeah. I think her seeing what Volchuk's buddies were going to do to Heather and the party were a huge wake-up call for Marissa. The words Julie said had sunken in, which ultimately brought her back home. Mm. Like everyone else, the whole Sandy hospital thing is annoying, and I'm over it. What a good scene when Kirsten opened the bottle and then dumped it down the drain. It was so brave of her to do that, it showed her growth in character. Ryan was super shitty for the majority of this episode. I get that he saw a familiar pattern in Dawn and assumed the worst. I'm glad he redeemed himself and invited her in the end, but he shouldn't have jumped to conclusions in the first place. Right. What a heartbreaking episode for Seth Amar. When Seth told Summer he didn't love her, it was brutal. Agreed. Yep. Quotes. Listen up, Tommy Lee. You're just the latest in a series of experiments my daughter likes to make when acting out, so enjoy it because right here, right now, is as good as it gets for you. Mm-hmm. Soon is going to wake up and realize she is so much better than you and your life. Ooh. Thanks, Mike.
0: Yes, thank you, Mike.
1: It's a great quote. Okay, Alicia at AAW315, she starts out with saying that she's been thinking since we are almost at the end of season three and four is so short, she's so sad to think that Let's Talk OC might be leaving. Had a suggestion to get a few more casts from you all. Maybe after the show is done, you could do bonus episodes where you discuss and analyze character development through the yeah. series. I would love to hear your take overall and maybe incorporate what the characters would be doing since. Just a thought. And maybe you're ready to be done with Let's Talk See, but I'm guessing the fans of your podcast I'm are I'm guessing it. not. I Thank love. <laughs> yeah. And I love this idea, Alicia. And this circles back to last week when you asked us what we both see as transformative moments for the core four characters up until now and as I thought about this I would love to talk about it as a whole and point back when they when these moments occurred and I think this would fit in perfectly for when we do these little bonus yeah. episodes because this is something I would love to do if you're in list totally when the series is yeah finished. when I, I
0: can marinate more on yeah the whole series as a whole and their character development
1: and we can fully dissect them yeah. as arc as a, their whole arc and right being uh she continues with hope you're doing well happy anniversary month and thanks for the great deal on patreon i think i might join oh thank you
0: we hope you do we yes I having, hope you do um everyone over there it's so much fun
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton of time to give you all my usual novel, but I did want to share a few comments and questions about this episode. It was an episode that made me uncomfortable for many reasons. There were a lot of cringy moments where I found myself holding my breath. Here to say that Julie and Taylor were my MVPs for the episode, Julie for giving it to Volchuk and telling him what's up and for being there for Marissa and just a badass mom, and Taylor for being there for help for help for Summer and trying to help her with Seth debacle. My 33-year-old self cannot get past this web of lies Seth has woven for himself. Yes, honey.
0: <laughs> Talk
1: about commitment to a lie. He would rather sit there and tell Summer he doesn't love her another lie just so he doesn't have to tell her he didn't get into brown. Right.
0: It just what what like, i
1: know what?
0: <laughs> when you said, say it out loud you're like this is so fucking stupid
1: and i think that's when seth realizes when he literally told the person he's in love with he doesn't love her anymore and he's like i just made the biggest mistake of my life what yeah. the hell is wrong with me like
0: you're yeah. spiraling dude
1: yeah we see in this episode marissa seeing a little bit more of the dark side being with full chuck i think the novelty is wearing off She didn't really seem like she missed him. She was reluctant to party. And then there was a whole assault scene with Heather. Mm -hmm. The fact that Marissa still tried to stop this to someone who has been nothing but awful to her really shows Marissa's true character and the caring person she is. Right, like
0: she's still in there. She's still in there. She is.
1: I don't know how anyone could have missed this. I don't know how I could have missed this, missed all of this when watching before. Do you think others have listening in see marissa in a new light
0: Um, i hope so i hope so too i know there are many of you that have reached out and said i'm looking at it from a different view like you guys are and so i think we're making some sort of influence some sort of influence on everyone i hope yeah i mean (laughs)
1: especially with marissa and taylor
0: Yeah. I know a
1: couple of you have said, okay, I'm starting to like Taylor and I'm starting to like what she's about. Yeah. Lastly, what is up with Ryan? He seems to be really busy lately getting busy. (laughs) Do you think this is usually what he is like with girls? I think it shows how much different his relationship with Marissa was. The fact that he wasn't like this shows their connection on a deeper level.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I think this was probably past Ryan you know him chino ryan who is used to you know he's a good-looking kid but he's also got like a good head on his shoulders and so people think that's super endearing and women i'm sure like oh and like even like we said she's probably like 21 what is her like what does she care oh he's 18 whatever like he's hot and a good kid so he just but also
1: it's (laughs) he's flying in for the weekend and flying out right it's it's just easy
2: access you don't have to
1: worry about it right Uh, P.S. I'm really glad he invites his mom to graduation. She was so excited, and it was really sweet to see. Yeah, love that. And then last thing, a funny story to share. Today, a few of my 10th graders were talking about how they are watching The Outer Banks, Mm. which has been advertised as similar to The O.C. I haven't watched it have either of you.
0: Yes, Michelle has.
1: Yes, it is very enjoyable. I wouldn't compare it to The O.C., though. Yeah, but it
0: has been. It has been compared to the OC, Gossip Girl, you know, all the po- shows we podcast about, which I think is no. so weird because you're like, that. that's not really what it's about. but No.
1: Um, but I said to them, oh, I wanted to watch that because I heard it was similar to the OC. And a bunch of them asked, what's the OC? Oh. And I said, it's a fantastic show from the early 2000s that you should all watch. Maybe I'll get a few to watch, although I did say there are some inappropriate stuff that happened so I told them they didn't hear it from me <laughs> lol
0: I mean you know you were 6 they're in 10th grade so they're 16 like you were basically 17 when you started watching it right uh, 2003 well so... a little I'm bit older s- no 16. 16 16 right yeah so no 16, you're prime age That's just, that's the age that you watch these kind of shows I think
1: and I think, honestly, it holds up. Obviously, I'm biased, but I it's think a it does, great yeah. teen drama. Yeah. And just like me, who goes back and enjoys 90210 for what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so good. Right. And even shows like Melrose Place. And maybe because we are we grew up in the 90s, so obviously I like looking back of the nostalgia factor. Right, yeah. Of the fashion and using a landline and getting voicemails and all of that. But... I think, I think they would enjoy the OC. It's very easy to enjoy. Same. I agree. That's my hot take. Uh, but thank you guys for all of your trivia. We have a bunch of emails for After Dark, so we'll read those later on. All right. So uh, before we get into our segments, just some music in the, this episode. George Jones, Sun Kill, Moon, The Vines, Rob Zombie, Wolf Mother, and Ben Harper. And then I wanted to mention, I am subscribed to Everything The O.C.'s newsletter, which I highly recommend that you guys join. You're not gonna be flooded with um, you know, newsletters like crazy. But just when cool things happen in the O.C. realm, you get alerted about. And I got this one on May 1st that Phantom Planet came out with a new EP after 12 years.
0: Wow. Which is
1: pretty cool. I haven't checked it out yet. But I told Aunt, so I know we're definitely going to check out. There's four tracks, and they recommend Party Animal and Bali Song. So nice. super excited for that. And if you guys have already checked it out, let me know. Because need some new music in my life, and mm-hmm. I would love it to be from Phantom Planet. Alrighty, so some fashion. What do you got, Liz?
0: I liked uh, Ryan's olive green short sleeve shirt.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I I loved Chloe's tan leather jacket.
0: I also like Chloe's white skirt. Like yeah, a skirt.
1: Yeah, uh, I liked Summer's pigtails.
0: So cute. I really liked that like slouchy, comfy, off-the-shoulder shirt Marissa had. It, it just was like, like a it graphic, was really soft. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I loved her hair in this episode too.
0: Yes, great hair, as we know.
1: I actually really liked Volchuk's cut-off denim shirt.
0: I liked that, too. <laughs> I feel like you never see that anymore, but I feel like I it was really big then. Not then, but maybe before then, like late 90s, the yeah. denim. Yeah,
1: and it just works for his grungy lifestyle. Yeah, totally. I love Julie's blue top.
0: With the turtleneck uh-huh. with like the out. I yeah. love that.
1: That's
0: all I have.
1: Yeah, that's all I have, too. Um, Some quotes.
0: Uh, What was your other option? Telling her the truth.
1: (laughs) Summer. The only thing that would make me feel better is seeing that assless, gutless was skinned, flayed, and served as assless, gutless was tartar.
0: My God! Imagine. I wonder how many times she had to say that line because it's a mouthful. I mean,
1: I stumbled over it. (laughs) Yeah. So I can only imagine her Um, saying it in her fast pace.
0: I know, right? Uh, I love one. Julie says, I told Neil this house had rats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when Seth is talking to Ryan about his plans, plan A, I fake my own death. You never want to underestimate the power of a sympathy vote. And then Ryan goes, is there a plan B? And he's like, yeah, I get hack in through the brown firewall into the admissions office and reverse my acceptance.
0: Yeah, okay, Seth. Uh, Marissa, you want to sleep with him instead?
1: Yeah. This is not what I expected. And then Chloe goes, but maybe it's what you needed.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, I like when, obviously, when Kirsten says you have at least one proud mom watching you when you graduate. Oh
1: my God. Love her. Uh, Seth, when he's on the phone with Ryan, talking about dawn and summer, each suffer blackouts of their own kind.
0: Yes, I love that too um well I just slept with a waitress
1: you don't have to lie to me Ryan I've never been ashamed of my family
0: oh yeah when Seth says just be a man I know
1: Kirsten sent me that stuff she's a real nice lady
0: (laughs) Kirsten I just love it it's so perfect it's just Uh, so perfect her calling her Kirsten Kirsten uh Taylor love trumps everything
1: that should just be a bumper sticker. It should. On a t shirt, everything. Yeah. When I summer. Love... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, when summer just exclaims, breakup is off.
0: Yes. Um, and I loved when Sandy said, think of all the sick people you could be healing right now. Yeah. I was like, yes, Sandy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So my MVP this week is a three way tie. Wow. So. In old-fashioned times, when we used to morph them, I'm gonna try to create.
0: I love this.
1: A morph of the names.
0: Sure, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> it has to be thought about.
1: Yeah. Do you have your MVP? Yes. Okay, so it'll just come out the way it's gonna come out.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. On three, two, one. Three, three two, one. one.
2: <laughs>
0: I chose Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just she was there for Summer this whole episode. She loves her friends, her two friends, Seth, and Seth, Almer. Uh, she was just wanted to help them out, and she was doing anything she possibly could to make them well. Summer feel better, and her offering her the coffee and the chocolate and the shoulder to cry on. I. Just loved her and she wasn't even especially witty this episode. She just was like a true friend. Yeah, So it's good to see that layer of her.
1: Yes. I also chose Taylor in my trifecta of MVPness. ness uh, Julie and Marissa are also in there. Great choices. Mar- yeah, Marissa for rescuing Heather and Julie for stepping up and just being the good mom came through.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: So, I enjoyed all three of those ladies. Yeah. All right. So, our shittiest.
0: Our shittiest was already spoiled, but we can say it again. <laughs> sure. On three. Sure.
1: Three, three two, two one. one. Seth. Seth. Yeah.
0: Seth. Seth.
1: This whole episode is why Seth was shitty, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, the lying. And then, hours later, you were like, I fucked up. <laughs> But it,
1: on, again, it's not even that you fucked up. It's that you said you didn't love someone when you right? when you actually you love them.
0: When you do, that's like only shit you see in the movies. It's like- so
1: awful. And I remember being in high school and dating my high school boyfriend and asking him, "Do you really not love me anymore?" And him saying yes. And I remember that being so hurtful. But deep down, I knew he was fucking lying because <laughs> he was like it. Just not that it was similar to Seth, but. It's just because he was in a different headspace, and
0: right, like that's what they can say to like <laughs> make it better in a way. Yeah, it's not it's, better. It's, it's not like better. Getting you off the hook and letting mm-hmm. them off the hook.
1: Exactly. But it it's easy- really
0: like if you just told the truth, maybe you guys could figure out a way to communicate. But right, you can't
1: <laughs> you can't right can't. Uh, patron of the week. Yes. It's Patron
0: of the Week. It's Patron of of the Week. It's Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the Week. Who will it be? It's Patron of the Week. So, as most of you know, this is our fourth anniversary of really podcasting together. So, I wanted to honor... All of the patrons
2: who have stood by
0: us, yeah, some of them for many years since we started. Uh, They truly don't know how much they have done for us. How much we love every one of them. And these are all of our current pledges to the date of today, which is May fifth. Happy Cinco de Mayo, guys! (laughs) In the past, in the past. Um, So we start with the, uh, I'll start in alphabetical order, of course, because I'm Alyssa and I always do everything in alphabetical order.
1: It's like a roll call. Remember my roll calls?
0: It is like a roll call. Uh, We have Alexis, Allison, Amanda, Ava, Bethany, Chloe, Daphne, Emily, Jillian, Jacqueline, Jessica, Jimmy, Caitlin, Kelsey B, Kelsey M., Kendall, Corey, Kristen, Logan, Michaela, Matthew, Michael, Michelle, Rihanna, Ryan, Sean, Shanna, Sophie, Steve, Teresa, Tish, and Victoria. What a beautiful roundup! Right? <laughs> you were all patrons of the week. Thank you for bringing us to four years. We love every one of you. Seriously.
1: Yeah, we do. Even the
0: ones we never hear from, we still love you. <laughs> we still love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh, so good. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. Episode twenty two. No. Oh my god.
1: So wild. Every week we say this, like I can't believe we're here. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting really close. Really like close. really, really, really close. It's and bizarre. I was thinking today while I was in my office that I call the shower the shower and you you know yeah. and I'm like well listen I get to watch the finale together at this um, point I don't think so
0: you don't think so
1: the, no no the finale of three.
0: Oh, the finale of three I thought you meant the finale of four I was no. like oh my god you don't think so
2: <laughs> what well, never no, getting me, out of quarantine me,
0: um the finale of three no I don't unfortunately think so but here's hoping like maybe
1: but you know what maybe it's for the best because I feel I'm going to cry a lot
0: oh yeah I know
1: And might need like a moment where I just go in a fetal position and wrap myself in a blanket just, Yeah,
0: I think just, it's going to affect me way differently than it did the first time around so um, yeah I, <laughs> I'm interested to see my reaction maybe I'll I'll send a picture of you after, of me after to you. Maybe we
1: should both do that. We'll both like a take side selfies side of, like
0: of us, Kim like.
1: K, ugly crying, and that'll <laughs> be trying, yeah. our finale, uh, season finale, season three finale photo. Season three finale, to be specific, yeah.
0: not season series. Not finale. series
1: finale, yeah. Okay, so your haiku for season three, episode 22 The College Try. Oh. Core four leave Newport for an exciting weekend can Seth make it work
0: no um (laughs) (laughs) the college try we did discuss this in after dark last week so um I mean but just by your haiku you can tell that the kids are going to visit the schools that they got into right and so what happens there I don't remember but I am excited to find out and I'm excited to see them like tippy toe to like the next step that they're going to be going on. Um, we might get an appearance of someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's too soon to tell maybe. Um, until next week with that. But I I'm excited for this episode. I'm I feel like it, maybe it's gonna be a little different because they're like not in Newport.
1: Yeah, it will be different, for yeah, sure. So I'm mm-hmm. excited
0: for that. Yeah. I can't believe we're on episode 22. I'm going to keep saying that until we get to the finale of the episode of this season, but.
1: I know. Um, Four more episodes. Like tonight, we have four more episodes left of season three.
0: Right. But I think I'm hopeful that Sandy throws Griffin under the bus. Like, let's get this dude out of here. Let's not talk about the hospital anymore. Let's make it Sandy's mission to get griffin out of here to get him in trouble i hope him and kirsten talk about this and then they can move on from it because this really is turning him into the caleb that she didn't want him to be and so once he comes back to his own way of being like yes i'm the sandy you know and i turned griffin in because he's a bad guy (laughs) then maybe they can get back to a new normal for them and, like, then they're only really going to have each other. Their kids are going off to college, so exactly. they are this now.
1: Exactly. I know. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, does Marissa go to Berkeley, though? She, I guess she does, just to try it out, just to see, like, what the campus is like. But where does Seth go? <laughs> if Seth doesn't have a school... That he got into... Did he only apply to, apply to Brown? They yes. Did they talk about this? They yes, only, he only
1: applied to Brown.
0: Is he Blair Waldorf? I feel like, what the <laughs> hell? Yes, Who, pretty much. Come on, Schwartz. They don't <laughs> have any safety schools? This is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, they both... Spoiler, they both don't get into their the schools they pick. Yeah. And then they have to figure it out. So uh-huh. maybe... Oh, maybe Seth's going to Brown to, like... Knock on the doors, like, hey, hey, let me in the Maybe. School. Very, <laughs> so warm. very warm. Very warm. Something very Seth would, you know, do. so Because
1: remember, his parents don't know he didn't get him.
0: Right. So that's so true. So he has to go to Brown. <laughs> right.
1: So the only yeah. people who know is, well, no, Summer doesn't know. The is only person Ryan. that knows is Ryan.
0: That's it. And right. Ryan's not going to say anything until he has to.
1: Well, he's hoping he doesn't have to. This is this right, is Seth's Seth problem. Is hoping
0: he's getting into mm-hmm. Brown. Right. He's like, "No, this is my mission. I'm getting Summer back and I'm getting into Brown." And it's like, <laughs> right. "Dude, we could have like the Brown thing maybe not so uh potential, but Summer, you, you that could have been avoided completely, but
1: okay. Yeah, you're a moron. We want to smack you.
0: You're a true moron. Yeah. Summer and Seth. Mostly sad.
1: Good predictions, though. Very, very good. We knew it was coming, but very, very good.
0: (laughs) Very, very good.
1: Uh, But that's all we have for this week for season three, episode 21. Thank you, everyone, for listening every week. Thank you to all of our patrons. We love you guys so much. you. You guys make it possible for these podcasts to keep going every week. And for four years, I mean, four the fact years. that I mean that, that in four years, that's a timeline in which one person enters high school and graduates.
0: That's so true. So like we're graduating.
1: <laughs> we're going to college <laughs> with yeah. our
0: with our cast, with the Gossip Girl and the yep. OC cast. Yeah.
1: So but anyway, we're just super grateful and we love everybody who listens. Thank you for joining us every week. If you want to be a part of the show and send us your questions and comments, you can hit us up on at Let's Talk OC on Instagram and Twitter if you want to send us an email. We love getting your emails. We actually have three tonight to read on After Dark. That's Let's Talk OC at Gmail. If you're an Apple Podcast listener and you're considering it but you haven't done it yet, we would love if you left us a review and rated us five stars. It would mean so much to us hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. I know some states are lifting some shelter in place rules here in New York. We're still practicing social distancing. Yeah
0: and where we live it's probably going to be the absolute last. Yeah which
1: in not to go on a ramble but I'm kind of okay with that because I just want us to get past this. Right I know. But I do hope everybody is Healthy in the long run, so we hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next time for season three, episode twenty-two, the College tribe After dark,
2: after, after, after dark, dark. dark, let's talk. O-C. Let's O-C. talk. O-C. O-C.
1: dark. I'm going to start. It's after dark. I'm going to start with Vic because she sent us an email and a message on Instagram. So let's start with her Instagram message for after dark, her comments. I think Marissa got a preview of what her life would be like with Volchuk. Him appearing out of nowhere with a bunch of people and starting a party at the middle of the day. Hate me for saying this. I hate myself. Lol. But I thought it was cute that he didn't just go into his place and start partying, but he went to her instead to kiss her before he went back out with his friends.
0: Uh, girl, no, I you hear too. you. I feel. Like I you. hear you. I was totally. into it. Yeah. <laughs> he brought her a beer. Like, yeah. Here you go, babe. Here you go. I got a you. Beer. <laughs>
1: The whole situation with Heather is scary. I think Marissa needed to see how dark Volchuk's world can be. I feel like it's a wake-up call which made this scene when she goes to Julie so sad.
0: Yeah, and I don't remember after the fact for some reason I thought that Marissa confronted Volchuk like in this episode saying like something about like what his friends were doing and he was like okay not okay with it, but like didn't make it a point to like validate her feelings i totally did i just make that up or does that happen
1: i honestly don't remember, don't remember. Okay. i really don't um, i could be
0: making it up it sounds like something that could happen but maybe probably didn't happen
1: well i don't know about that it sounds like it could
0: you guys let us know
1: yeah they'll let they'll let us know
0: they'll let us know
1: so Vic wanted to write us an email on her season four ryan and taylor thoughts okay so She says, I never believed I would root for a couple that gets together until the final season of a show and where one of them was not from the main cast. But that's what I did with Ryan and Taylor. Thank you, Sean, for everything you said last week. I agree with all of it.
0: Nice.
1: I love the idea of Taylor with Ryan. I think... Since we really don't know what had happened, it's up to anyone's imagination. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were together during the whole montage. I like to think that they are at the wedding. They gave each other that knowing glance and maybe they started dating again. Maybe. One thing, yeah, one thing I noticed about season four is although we see Taylor develop feelings for Ryan and he does like her and tries to be with her in the Chrismica, huh? It needed to happen because he needed to be able to get over Marissa and the pain he felt. Mm-hmm. Maybe not forget her, but just let her go. Yeah. Then we see, after that episode, he's a lot more involved with Taylor. He even uses the word girlfriend when he referenced her.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, I Now that you talk about the chrismica, mm-hmm. now how it's your favorite chrismica, and everyone tells me like what happened, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. And now I remember like how Ryan does kind of like let his guard down it helps him
1: process and grieve yeah he seemed really happy with taylor to me it was like an adult relationship although it sounded weird because they were only 18 or so Hmm. taylor was always there for him apart from her husband drama there was nothing (laughs) that really affected them i think taylor helped him in a lot of ways that year and i'd like to think that one day they did get back together that's just my opinion because I love Ryan. And Taylor, I've never seen Ryan smile and laugh so much. And I believe he deserves to be happy and he does fall in love with her. Totally. And I know. And maybe it's just the hopeless romantic in me, but the ending where he's on the phone and goes to the car and spots the kid, I would have hoped maybe he took another call in between and just said, okay, Taylor, I'll see you later or something that would have confirmed it before asking that boy if he needed help. Mm. It's an open ending, and that's how I wanted the ending. You can hate me; I won't judge. No, no,
0: never, no hate ever. I love um, that. I it would be. I think it's better they did that because now we're talking about it. How many years later? Like, you know, it's. I think it's a good choice on their part too. Like, it makes yeah. the whole audience go crazy because they're like, "Wait, what? Is it his fault right. or not?" <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Thank you, Vic. I love your thoughts on yes. Ryan and Taylor, and Thank I love you, that Vic. people love Ryan and Taylor.
0: Yeah, because it's just one of them.
1: Yeah, because it's an unexpected relationship, and you don't realize you like them together until you're kind of in it, and you're like, "Wait, oh, I actually really yeah. like this coupling."
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: We got an email from Monica.
0: Hey, Monica.
1: Hi, ladies. My name is Monica, and I'm a longtime listener, but I've never written in. I have some questions, comments for After Dark. I always found Summer's character in Season 4 frustrating because I don't feel like they showed her grieving her best friend's death. Sure, you could say that Summer putting all her energy into activism was her way of dealing with it, but we never saw her really deal with Marissa's death. When we first see Summer in Season 4, she almost acts like she has moved on. Maybe it's because we are supposed to assume that some time has went by. I would love to know if you agree or if you think that the sudden change in Summer when she goes to college was a good choice for season four thanks love the show
0: thank you um i truly don't remember where we pick up after the finale of this like is it do they've been in college for like a couple months already or no
1: no um i'm trying to remember i just remember ryan fight club situation like it
0: opens up with like the yeah
2: Punching. And then
1: I always felt that Summer, she completely shuts down and she, I think she isn't, part of I, I just, I'm mixing up scenes so I don't want to speak until I see it but I think Summer, she does put all of her energy and dives into school and activism because she can't deal with everything else that has happened to her because she right. does say at one point, she does talk to a therapist and she says I miss my best friend and that happens right like now I'm like did I imagine that I'm pretty sure that does happen and I think she just can't deal with life back in Newport and it even gets really awkward with Seth because she they're in a weird place in their relationship yeah and I, think I remember she,
0: the college years for them being really awkward
1: yeah because she I think she's finally finding herself and what's important and what's meaningful in life. But at the same time, as a result, she's not actually, she doesn't want to deal with what's happening inside and her feelings of losing a best friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And it, it, when you go away, away from home and you're in this new environment, you can almost recreate yourself. And You're like, oh, I don't have to deal with that person right now. And then yeah. when you have to revisit it, you don't want to, because all it is is bad memories and the situation that happened and why do, why bring that up again?
0: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, thank you, Monica for reaching out for the first time. We would love to hear from you more. So don't be a stranger on Patreon. We got a sweet message from Sophie.
0: Sophie. I just love that name. It's so cute. So cute.
1: Some after dark talk. I just finished watching season four for the first time in a few years. I tried not to go ahead of the podcast, but I have no self-control. This season always reminds me of how far Summer and Julie come throughout the seasons. The two of them easily have the biggest character development. I just listened to an episode from season one, and you girls refer to Summer as, Ugh, she's terrible.
0: Oh, really? Sorry. Don't recall. (laughs)
1: And now she will probably be crowned MVP of the whole series. The ending montage makes me cry every time. I think it's just perfect. As for Ryan and Taylor, I always, I was always under the impression that they did end up together. Uh-huh. I thought the looks they gave each other standing at Seth and Summer's wedding suggested they did get back together. I'm excited to hear what you girls think when you get up to it.
0: Same, but also sad. But yes, same. Um, I don't recall saying that about summer um maybe it was ingrid (laughs) it's very possible because
1: i i probably said like season the first episode is like yeah she might be terrible but i mean summer gets i mean she loses her
0: yeah terribleness
1: in very quickly
0: right yeah Yeah. I, i remember the first few episodes of season one when you if they even touched upon her cuz i feel like she wasn't that big of a character. But well, we just see Seth, her as, right as Seth keeps like right. crushing on her and then you see her more but then i feel like she loses it pretty quick.
1: Yeah, i mean she is at the fashion show and she gets drunk with Marissa and then she's got the Holly Beach party and she hits on Ryan. Right. Like she knows so, ew right. and then she does use Seth at his grandpa's party to talk to rich guys. But I mean, it, it, it's so, it gets, it moves on so quickly that you're like, Oh yeah. Summer develops. And I've always said this. She develops so beautifully. And same thing with Julie. Like I couldn't agree with you more. Sophie. and that is why I always defend Julie because I'm like, Julie's one of my favorite characters. Not only is she so entertaining and especially, you know, it's season one. And I know she could be a bad mom.
0: Definitely. I I am never give her the award for being best mom. (laughs) But I'm I'm
1: proud of the person that she develops into. Me
0: too. I even more so say she had a bigger change than Summer did. I definitely see a growth in Summer, but I feel like Julie is, like, even more so.
1: Yeah. Uh, She just ends with, anyways, thank you for your hard work. I love, love, love the podcast. I'm excited to message you girls my thoughts more often. P.S., Can Ant be a permanent addition to Let's Talk OC? I love his input.
0: Sure. He can, I mean, you know, he can come season four and be permanent. Well, then Volchok is, spoiler, gone. But, I mean, this is After Dark, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we definitely have to get him on for a couple more episodes, I feel, because
0: this is his, like, prime. This is it. This is it. (laughs) This is it.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you,
0: Sophie. On
1: Instagram, Mike. Mike. Yeah. When the OC was on Hulu, were all the season four episodes on there? I was wondering if they edited out Chris Brown of the episodes somehow or if he was on there. Disney did not put the episodes of Sweet Life with him on it on Disney Plus. So I was wondering if they somehow censored the episodes he was on Hulu. This is such a great question. I don't know. I didn't end up watching any of season four on Hulu
0: interesting
1: yeah but guys those who have watched ahead or you've seen it a lot of times please let us know imagine they're
0: like wait chris brown's on the show
1: (laughs) or what they would do is they would probably just get they would not show that episode like with zero. right all those so
0: confusing when they come back to watch well not that he played the, the biggest part in it but right episode wise like other things happen so
1: right i know
0: interesting yeah i didn't even think about that
1: I know. Uh, Good point, Mike. And please, if anybody knows, let us know. know. Uh, Letitia, Tish, our girl, she says, Julie telling Marissa the choices she makes now could determine her future. That hit different this time. Yeah. I'm not sure if I never caught the line before or just wasn't paying attention, but it caught me this time, and it was like a a gut punch knowing what happens.
0: Totally. And you know what I also picked up on or – Maybe it wasn't on purpose, but as I mentioned in the podcast, how much Taylor and Summer have really bonded in this episode, and I wonder if... I mean, by this point, they had to have known what the ending of the season was going to be, right? Yeah, yeah. episodes away. So it was good to see Summer just completely give in to being Taylor's friend, and I wonder if they did that on purpose because they know they're getting rid of Marissa, and so she'll need someone come season four.
1: You know. I know. I know. Last week, speaking of Taylor, I, was it Mike? Someone asked if she spoke Korean before, I it
2: was La- or is it Latisha? Or- I'm not sure Lisa, who asked maybe? it.
1: Whoever it was, I apologize. I can't remember. But I was trying to research it. I couldn't find anything. But there was a really cute article about Autumn talking about Taylor, and she just felt that she spoke a lot of languages. It was part of Taylor and she actually did speak french very well. Oh. Which ties in for what's coming because we have
0: Right, because she goes and she marries the the french guy, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for for more Taylor and Me um, too. you know, you got to think of the positives of four because
0: Yeah. I remember it being even though obviously it's coming off of really high low if you will I remember there being a lot of like lighter moments right yeah it was almost like yeah we really just killed you in the last episode of season three so we're gonna try and make you laugh at least for the rest of the time being
1: I'm also looking forward to seeing because we're so pro Marissa yeah and I can still say now that we're 20 one episode's into season three. Marissa's still my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with all of this. And you know, it's weird watching so far what's happening. I'm like, her turning isn't really making her the worst.
0: Right. It doesn't make her that bad. bad. Like, and her first time around, I was like, oh my God. This I know. Is awful. I can't. But I it's don't. Not.
1: It's really strange. It but is strange. I'm yeah. curious if we will feel that they... Gave her, or how it's like to watch season four, and if they give her justice, yeah, Not justice. You do you know what I mean. I'm using yeah, the wrong word like because I'm done with words. her
0: alive and relevant. The spirit, yeah, the, the spirit relevancy, and,
1: and how we feel with the transition of without her. And then I, I've been, you know, I listen to podcasts while I work all day, and a couple of them had said, so many shows. It was specifically Dan Levy on Mark Marin's podcast and why he ended Schitt's Creek the way he did. But anyway, of the fact that so many shows go on for seasons and seasons and seasons.
0: So unnecessary. Sometimes. And
1: it's so unnecessary because it's just you get old and then the audience loses you. And right. while I feel a lot of OC audience, they get to four and they're like, oh my God, this is the worst season. But when you think about a series like, wow, there's only four seasons in this series. Yeah. The, the first two have so much jam packed where it feels like it could be multiple seasons but really it's a four series it's a four season show that's pretty short
0: that's nothing yeah and i i agree like i feel i feel most shows past five seasons are it's like what do we do after that you reuse plots you reuse like you br- or you bring in people that just doesn't make sense to the show and it it ruins it like right. there's some show like uh, Teen Wolf was one of them. I loved every single season, every single episode. There was never a filler episode for me. And when they decided that they were going to end it on I think it was 5 seasons, I was like, "You know what? It's better this way." Like it's just better they get to end it the way they wanted to end it right. and there was no yep. no one saying like, "Ugh, why is this show dragging on?" Like let's just say supernatural we don't need to have 14 seasons of a show it just doesn't need to be they re i stopped watching it maybe 10 seasons in because i was like i there's the same shit over and over yeah. again yeah so yeah i think it. it's the oc it's kind of like this little bubble you're like oh that's the oc like even though season four people think it's like oh that's the worst season it's so different doesn't feel like the same show all right, it's just one season, though, and then it ends. So it's kind of like you take it for what it is and you love it anyway, even though it's it's just what makes the show more charming, I think. Exactly.
1: I agree with you. It just makes me think of, totally unrelated, but when I finished Scrubs and then you watch Mm. the last season of Scrubs and you're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) This, I love Scrubs so much.
0: Loved Scrubs so much. But the last season, I'm like, this was not necessary at all. Not at all. We didn't was, need to bring the new classics. So, we did. It's just not necessary. Like
1: stop, 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 stop. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: yeah. I just remember being like, "Well, this season doesn't count. It's not yeah. the real end of Right. Show. <laughs> right.
1: Agreed. This season yeah, doesn't I hated count. That.
0: But Scrubs. anyway, oh, such a good
1: one. Anyway, uh, that's all I have for this week in After Dark. Do you have any last words, Liz?
0: Um, no, that's just that we're chalking along, and I. I'm excited for four. The more we talk about it, I get so excited. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really um, dreading these last three episodes of season three to an extent, or four episodes, I should say, uh, because I know I can predict what Seth's going to do. I know what happens to Marissa. You know, I, I remember Ryan and Marissa, like, they do get a bond again a little bit towards the end they of their life and it's, so it's it's oh, so short-lived God. though
1: <laughs> I mean he they're together when she dies yeah so so it's really yeah it's going to hit hard
0: but you they're know what they're together
1: together no he they're together physically well like
0: physically okay i was going to yeah. say they're not like in a relationship no now. but obviously he'll still always care about her so yeah. Oh God. Oh, I'm not ready. But yeah, I actually am excited to watch it by myself in the clothes, in the room with the dark and the tissues and. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I know. Uh. It's. I feel that also uh, talking about it. I I feel like I might get emotional. It's going right, well, like to be a very interesting episode.
0: Episode. We're going to just be like. Can't talk. And then we'll. Oh, yeah. Because right now, Volchuk is super tolerable, even though he's still shitty. He's
1: just like a Goonberry. He's just like, whatever, Volchuk. you know, what
0: happens to Marissa, you're like, how could you ever, like, back up this person?
1: He, like, he just snaps, and he's like, I'm going to crash into your car and, you know, make you swerve off the road, and Marissa dies. Like, you fuck. You're a murderer.
0: But did he mean to murder her, though?
1: I don't know if he mean to murder her but he meant it I mean,
0: mean.
1: Meaned. and i repeat meaned. it is late and my brain is done
0: but uh I no so i he
1: just wanted to he had rage and just wanted to cause a situation yeah yeah and he and
0: he meant. he meaned in to the do background
1: it. no aunt. what do you think do you think Volchuk meant to kill marissa no, no. he's gonna say no he didn't know what to do. He didn't and know what to forever do. forever is defending Volchuk. <laughs> Volchuk's number. I need to get him a shirt that just says, like, Volchuk's number one fan. You
0: should. That would be so good. I love that.
1: Yeah. I'll have to see. I'll have him look at the following episodes and see when he wants to come be a guest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe not next week because maybe Volchuk's not in it as much, but definitely a more Volchuk
1: Oh, yeah. Not, episode. not next week. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, good stuff if if you've waited this long (laughs) if you're still with us have a great week
0: yeah thank you guys for listening we love you thank you for sending your questions it's the best yeah fucking best
1: thank you guys